What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday, and welcome back to Brunch with Des B. My name is Des, also known as Des B, and I am your fabulous host. So excited to have you here, or so excited to have you back. As always, guys, I start off with this, or else I forget. Please make sure that you rate and review this podcast. Share it to your Instagram story. Share it to your Facebook. Share it to a friend, um, or just keep supporting and keep showing up every week. Thank you for being here. As you guys know, Mama Desby is exactly that. I'm I'm on my path to be a mama. And during this time, I've gotten just so many questions. <laughs> I, I kind of giggle when I say that because of all the people I go, I've just been getting so many questions and like... <laughs> But for real, I have been getting a lot of questions Um, just about pregnancy, my experiences, as well as just hearing from you guys what you're going through and like wanting to know that you're normal. You know what I mean? Wanting to know that you're not alone. And I think that pregnancy is such a vulnerable time for a woman um, that the more that we know we are not alone the more we can kind of get through it together. And it's such a thing that it's kind of like taboo to talk about certain subjects during pregnancy, but I have been just really trying to bust down all those doors um, and just kind of open up my pregnancy journey to you guys as vulnerable that I can be while still really enjoying it very intimately with myself. Um, I find a very good balance in that. Um, And so I want to share today with you guys, um, and I will be recapping my pregnancy journey um, thus far. However, um, again, gear up. It might be a little bit of a long one, but I want to make sure that I'm giving you guys as much details as I can, especially for you expecting moms or people that are trying to conceive right now, just kind of knowing like the ins and outs of like what I've experienced. And it's so important to remember that every pregnancy is different. However, to go through like the natural anxieties and like sex feeling different and different things happening to your body, it usually, you know, happens person to person. So I can kind of talk about that. A few things I wanted to get into real quick though before is a little bit of housekeeping. So um, as you guys know, I have my new bands releasing. I have new merch coming out. And so if you click the description box links, that'll take you to different things. Um, I had a really great podcast the past week just about reverse dieting, some educational resources for fitness. Um, so if you guys haven't checked out the last few podcasts, like just a lot of really good things that we've chatted about and also fun conversations that we've had. So make sure that you always check out the description links because sometimes I don't always address things that I might put in there for you guys to know for the greater good or like where to find me, where to hang out with me. Um, So if you don't like follow me and you just stumbled across this because you're interested, I just want to make sure that you kind of know who who you're hanging with and uh, put a face on me, put a face and a belly. (laughs) So without further ado, I do want to get in today's podcast. But again, thank you guys for supporting me. Um, It really means a lot. I I say it all the time, but I just love coming on these podcasts, literally just sitting at my tiny ass desk that I talk about in episode one um, and just really enjoying my time to like be present in this. So thank you for being present with me. Um, As always, grab your drink, grab whatever Sunday activity makes you feel damn good. And let's get into the podcast. McConaughey and Magic Mike is so sexy. Tell me I'm wrong. Now, (laughs) what are we going to talk about? As of today, I am 27. 27. I think. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete. Yeah. 27 weeks in my pregnancy. That's 27. It's getting a little hard to breathe. It's getting a little hard to suck in as if it wasn't already. (laughs) Baby is growing. Um, Things are going great. I'm actually gearing up to have my glucose test, um, which if you guys don't know what that is, it's kind of like a pre-screening for gestational diabetes. So I have to drink this like shitty orange sugary drink and they take your blood and just ensure that, you know, you're not struggling with that. So that's coming this week as well as my doctor's appointment, obviously, um, with that. So pretty exciting stuff. 
However, I haven't really done a podcast kind of speaking on pregnancy in general since my first trimester recap. So I kind of want to recap the second trimester as I'm kind of coming to an end here. With that second trimester came a lot of really fun things. So if you guys haven't already listened to kind of like my first trimester recap, go ahead and listen to that. I think it's it's titled like Toilet Seat DJ, um, kind of breaking down the first trimester. So um, throughout the past second trimester, I've noticed a lot of really great things and I've also experienced a lot of bad things. So starting out kind of around, you know, the weeks of like 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, kind of after the first um, beginning, well, beginning of the end of that first trimester, I think you guys might remember me talking a lot about anxiety. And I really want to start out with this out of the gate because this was a huge barrier for me. Um, and it still is even today at 27 weeks. Um, anxiety was at an all time high. And I think anxiety can be handled and battled in different ways, person to person. But for me, my anxiety really came from not feeling my baby kick until 18 weeks. So 18 weeks was the first time that I felt my baby kick. I was laying outside. I flipped over to my belly because at this time I really wasn't like showing still kind of laid. Um, it was a little bit uncomfortable, but not to the point of like squishing the baby. So I was like, whatever. And at this point I hadn't seen the baby again for an ultrasound, um, since they kind of confirmed I was pregnant at, you know, eight weeks, six weeks. So I kind of, you know, you kind of just have to have this faith that there's like something growing in there. Like you kind of just have to be like, okay, like my body might be changing a little bit. My boobs might look a little bit bigger, but like, I don't really know that there's something in here. So at 18 weeks, I'm sitting, laying down and I feel this weird, like almost felt like a gurgle in my stomach, but it was very, very different. It, it wasn't a giggle <laughs> or a gurgle. Um, it was very differentiated. And I was like, holy shit that I've never felt that before. I think that I felt the baby kick after that, about one day, after, um, I didn't feel it again. So I was like, Oh, maybe I just freaked myself out. Then two days after, um, I really noticed feeling it again. And then throughout the time I started to then gain anxiety during this, I was about a week out from my next appointment. So I found myself crying because like some days I could feel him. Sometimes I could not. And a lot of it was because they're so fucking tiny unless you are very, very, very attentive during this time, as in like you're sitting silent, not fucking moving, not distracted, you won't feel them. You know, they, they're not strong enough yet. Um, however, I still had terrible anxiety. So I actually ended up calling my doctor and just saying, Hey, you know, I've been having some anxiety. I just, I would really love to come in to get a fetal Doppler done just to hear the baby's heartbeat and know that he's in there. You know, I've just been like really struggling mentally. Thankfully, they were just like, hey, let's just move up your appointment a week. So come in tomorrow. So I was 19 weeks when I went in for my anatomy scan. This was a really high anxiety day for me because the day or two before, again, I was in tears because I had not felt the baby. And I had been very triggered by quite a few people on my Instagram timeline who had actually undergone miscarriages um, like through the past week. Like they kind of shared their post, we miscarried that week. It really, really hurt me mentally to see that. And as much as I wanted to support these people who had undergone these miscarriages, I personally had to mute their profile at this time. Um, and they were bigger influencers just because it was giving me so much anxiety. I commented on their post and I was like praying for you guys, but I, I had to mute it because I knew that if I saw another post of them kind of rehashing their pain or their sadness, I was going to freak myself out because truly no one's ever out of the green zone. Things happen all the time, you know, and, and that's when during pregnancy, you just have to take things day by day and be super grateful for the opportunity for your body to do what it does and just pray that it continues to do what it do, do what it does. So during this time, I go into my anatomy scan and I'm really freaked out. Um, Wyatt's dad was actually born with a cleft palate, like a cleft lip. Cleft lips really aren't 
genetic um, because it actually has to do with the amount of folic acid that the mom intakes during pregnancy. So not that it's like 100% avoidable, but things back when his dad was born are very different from now. So we do have better technology to take care of things like that and blah, blah, blah. But it was just one of my like things. I was like, okay, I know genetic wise or like how we were raised or our parents were raised. Here's some factors that like have happened, which that was really it. Outside of that, again, you know, for 19 weeks, 20 weeks, you just pray that you have been giving your baby what it needs in terms of nutrition. You know, you pray that you've been doing everything right. You pray that your prenatals have done the job and that you've taken the omegas and you've had enough, um, you know, fish, but not too much to where you have mercury and blah, 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 blah. You just pray that you've been doing everything right. You kind of are just blind. It's not like you can feel your baby give you a fucking thumbs up in the womb and be like, hey mom, I'm doing really good in here. Like you don't know. So going in for my 20 week, you know, for my ultrasound, I'd gone in with a lot of anxiety because the few days before, like I mentioned, the baby wasn't kicking. And I actually ended up just having terrible digestion that past week, um, that weekend to where it was like, I think I ate something that literally pissed him off to where like I didn't feel him. Again, very common, like common for babies to literally react to what you eat. So I go in for my anatomy scan. She starts kind of moving around. She's trying to find shit. You know, they're locating the heart. She's, you know, here's here's two feet. Here's two legs. Here's two hands. Here's the, the hand bones. Here's this. Uh, here's the kidneys and the heart and the aortic valves and blah, 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 blah. Everything was perfect. She was like, this baby looks so beautiful. I'm so happy um, for you. Definitely is a boy. Here's here's his man parts, you know, all this stuff. And I just immediately took a big sigh of relief at 20 weeks. Like, okay, I can breathe a little bit. I've done what I needed to do. Now I just have to, again, continue to pray that my baby continues to develop and my body continues to allow it to, right? Because again, you know, you're not out of, out of the green zone. So, or out of the red zone into the green zone. So during this time, um, Wyatt and I hadn't really like had sex a ton. Um, it's, it was just something that I was constantly so anxiety ridden and my body was constantly changing or I was like constantly bloated or just like so uncomfortable that like sex was just not a thing. So, he has been just the most gracious and patient husband ever understanding what it's like for me going through this time, going through this body transition. He's just been so encouraging, so understanding. And as a dad, you know, as a father, as the person who knocks you up, they will never get the experience that we have as women. So, you know, we get to feel the kicks. We get to have the baby grow in us. And like, so I feel like dads almost have a little bit of FOMO naturally, because they, they don't get to experience pregnancy how we do. And again, that's something to be so, so grateful for as a woman. You know, as <laughs> you think about pushing that little baby out of your vagina and it might scare you a little bit. But at the end of the day, like what a beautiful opportunity we get to have to just bond and have such a strong body for our husband or, you know, baby daddy or boyfriend, whoever it is gets to look at us and just be like, wow, like you are so fucking strong. You know, you're a badass. And so Wyatt has been just so supportive and understanding. So during this time, he's, he's just been a trooper. He's been rubbing my back and helping me, um, you know, really helping around the house when he can. Um, but I do, I am still at a point where I can do a lot of things. So, you know, during this time we've gotten the nursery done and all of this. So sex was kind of the last thing on my mind by the time I rolled into bed. Um, however, when we have had sex, it's been really great. You know, it's by no means bad. Um, it's just getting into the mood has been really hard, um, to be honest in that beginning of the first, uh, beginning of the second trimester, it was like, fuck, like my, I, my stomach is just feeling huge. I don't feel sexy. Um, you know, how, (laughs) how am I supposed to act turned on when like, I don't like feel like I would turn you on, you know? So when we have had sex, uh, you know, we've tried a few different positions, like don't get me wrong. Um, but I think what works best for us is the same position we conceived in, which is like the side position, the side back position. (laughs) And I'm only sharing that because I feel like some women are like, can you be on top? Can you be on bottom? 
will your baby get poked? It's like, bitch, no. Baby's fine, I promise. He might get rocked and rolled a little bit, um, but it's by no means like sex is actually so healthy during pregnancy. Um, it's just very important though to keep very clean down there. So naturally your body's producing a little bit more vaginal discharge, um, which I have noticed like a little bit. Um, but it's not like you're a fucking waterfall. So it is naturally cleansing your vagina, um, and vaginal like entryway in general. That's why we're kind of discharging more during pregnancy because we're alleviating the opportunity for infection to build. However, it's so important and it always is period after sex, you know, make sure you're peeing, make sure you go wash off, wipe down, whatever you do. I, I personally shower, like I have to, um, but just make sure that you're you're staying very clean because again the last thing you want is like a fucking UTI or a yeast infection while pregnant. I mean, oh my god. That would be such a terrible mix. So, um because you are more susceptible to things like that, UTIs and yeast infections during pregnancy, you just want to make sure that you're staying very clean. Um so sex has been pretty Okay. Um, and then once the like middle to the end of this, like second trimester has picked up, we've had sex a lot more. Um, I've started to feel like really sexy, like a little bit of a bump, like what's up. Um, Wyatt has just been so, again, so good to me. It's just like a major turn on. And also like, I've just noticed my sex drive has gone up a little bit. Um, again, very normal. I feel like for second trimester, a lot of people talk about it, but I will say I did definitely experience it for myself. Another thing I've been experiencing since about same thing, like around 20 weeks, definitely a surge of energy. So if you guys know, and again, listen to that first podcast, I literally threw up until the day I turned 19 weeks. So technically I've only gone the past two months not throwing up out of my whole pregnancy. Um, and once that day, I literally threw up for the last time and that's that's it, that was that. I literally just never threw up again. Um, I was taking during the time I was taking Zofran, um, which a lot of people, not a lot of people, but quite a few people have been in my DMs expressing their opinion on taking Zofran. And all I have to say is shut the fuck up. Um, do what your doctor tells you to do. And um, doctors know what they're giving you. And if it wasn't good for you, they wouldn't allow you to take it. So listen to your own doctor, consult your own practitioner. However, I was on Zofran because I was consistently sick. Um, it was the only thing that I could literally do to get me through the actual day and enjoy the day. So I was on that week 19, like I said, stop throwing up. After that, I started getting this burst of energy and I literally had my most productive like month that I've had in like the whole fucking year of 2020. I swear to God, got so much done, all the nursery pretty much done. Um, I was able to get our challenge done. I'm making workouts, taking on new clients. I'm crushing my fucking workouts back at the gym, um, running around, staying up a little bit later, getting up a little bit earlier. I mean, it was awesome. Like I've finally been able to go back to the gym around 930 in the morning when before I, I could not get out of bed until 1230 PM. Um, meaning like in the fucking afternoon, like my whole day was pretty much shot. I'd have like five hours to do everything before I got really tired. So it's been like this really cool phase where they do, I think, call it like the honeymoon phase of pregnancy. Um, and I can definitely understand why people say like, I loved pregnancy because like, as of now, I've like almost literally blinked out and forgot the first 19 weeks, maybe not 19 weeks, but like the, the weeks where I was puking every fucking day. Um, it's almost like your body just forgets because it's like, look how blissful it is. Do it again one day. You know what I mean? It's so funny. The mental tricks that your body plays on you. Um, but I can understand where people are like, I loved being pregnant because as of now, like I can honestly say, like, I do love it. There have still been some days where like my belly has gotten so big the past few weeks. And I'm like, am I like eating too much? Am I like, am I okay? But it's like, there's literally a fucking human growing inside you. And it's just crazy again to like coming from a fitness background, not having any control over the amount of weight gain. Um, or like, should I say how fast it happens, how big the body gets. And I've obviously never been pregnant. So to say, oh yeah, with baby number one, this is what happened. I don't have that experience. So like I have no clue, like I have no markers to kind of go off of, you know, 
So it's all been very new in my experience. And I've definitely noticed like I've been carrying different than my sister. You know, my mom has noticed like, oh, you're, you look different than what I did. And, you know, obviously we're all different people, but genetically, you know, sometimes women tend to like carry like their mothers or have the same experience. So I do think that being active and like keeping that up during my pregnancy has been really, really helpful. A lot of people have also consulted me in the gym, um, just kind of telling me like, oh yeah, wow, you're going to have an easy birth. You're going to have an easy labor because I'm so active. I'm not sure about that. Like, I don't know if that's fucking science or not, or if it's just kind of like a myth, you know, a wives tale. I don't know. But I will say like, again, I've been super active during my pregnancy. Um, this has come very natural to me because to be honest, um, Number one, when I was like in quarantine, when I was pregnant and you guys didn't really know, I was doing live workouts to keep myself accountable, to keep working out because I didn't have like dumbbells. I didn't have machines or anything in my house. So all I had were bands and I knew I needed someone to kind of cheer me on or to perform for someone in order to get my workouts done. So I was doing all these live workouts, staying super active, going for walks, sometimes runs. um, And that's really all we could do during quarantine. You know, quarantine sucked balls. Then the gym opened back up and getting back into the, into the gym, I definitely felt super fucking good um, getting back in there because it's like so many people go to the gym and they make it into like a chore. Like, oh, I have to go to the gym to stay in shape. Oh, I have to go to the gym because I want to be able to eat what I want or whatever. I love, I go to the gym because like I literally love the gym. So like for me personally to stay like quote unquote active very very normal like oh very uh <laughs> if I can fucking speak very easy for me it I love going to the gym very seldom do I have a day where I'm like damn I just don't want to go lift like I I just love it I love exercise I love doing what's fun for me and I don't always have to have a plan I just enjoy it so being in the gym has been really great however I've noticed the past few weeks ever since I was probably like 23 weeks I've had to start modifying a lot of things. Um, I immediately started modifying my core movements from the time I was, I found out I was pregnant, period. I knew that I did not want to be over elongating my core and my physical therapist also made that very clear to me. Like, Hey, this is not our goal. Um, diastasis recti is going to occur, which is the natural split of the abdominal muscles. This is because your baby needs motherfucking room in your womb. Okay. So your ribs move, your organs fucking shift. It's crazy. If you look inside like an actual picture of a woman's body as the baby grows and see how the body parts inside and the internal organs move. It's nuts. Like it's just crazy how our body just fucking knows. So I immediately took out certain core movements, like all planks, stuff like that. If I was ever planking or even to this day am doing some sort of plank, I'm doing more of like a belly pump into like a bear crawl position. So it's really important to keep the core very contracted together, not elongated. That's what's going to put more pressure and coning into your core because naturally your abs are going to split and you don't have the same strength to like hold a steady plank. Um, So even if I do like burpees or half burpees, as of now, I've been modifying them like off of a little step or like a bench. And I've only been putting my feet out, like jumping my feet back to like the same thing, like that bear crawl position. I'm never going full on straight leg. Um, outside of that, the only other like modifications I've really made um, are just in the ways that I'm like holding weights, how I grab my weights. I try to be very conscious of how I'm getting up and getting down again for like core reasons um, and also like squats or really any heavy movement, I've had to kind of forego. So like deadlifts, bro, I used to rip shit out. I mean, like 275, 265 um, for reps. Now I can only do about like 175 because it creates a lot of pressure in my literal uterus. Like I can feel my baby literally like drop in it's like very low, almost to my bikini line. And it just doesn't feel comfortable when I bear down like that. So I kind of have been keeping it very light. I don't do hip bridges anymore with barbells. Um, again, just too much tension on my like bikini area slash um, literally where the fucking fetus is. And I've kind of kept that to dumbbell only. Or if I do hip bridges, 
Um, I do them with like single leg, kind of isolating. So I'm going like way lighter. The uh, other thing I've kind of done, same thing, kind of like I mentioned squats, like any of those compound movements. Um, it's been really difficult to have that weight on. Even though I feel like my legs are still strong enough, the squat position is just not comfortable. So I've been doing like Smith machine, like box squats, pause squats, sit and like stand. Um, I've been sticking to like the leg extension machine to really fuck my quads up um, and kind of just focusing still on movements I can do naturally. So like lunges, jump squats, um, pickups, RDLs, stuff like that. The only thing with RDLs I've kind of had to change is again, the weight just because it just is not comfortable. However, I've gone more into like almost like a sumo stance RDL, which also has its own benefits. However, it's just more comfortable because like the wider my hips are, obviously the more open my hips are, the more my belly has more room. So it's very comfortable for me that way. Um, throughout that though, I mean, outside of that, I've really not done anything else. Like when I go to my boot camp classes, I'm still fucking double unders doing double unders with the jump rope. I'm still jumping over hurdles. Um, I'm still maybe not box jumping, but like kind of doing some box jumps and stuff. Um, but I've just been really focused on what feels good for me. You know what I mean? Like I know where my personal level of fitness was prior to pregnancy. Therefore, you know, my doctor was like, yo, like keep fucking doing what you're doing, you know, just modify as you need to. However, for someone else, you know, this, this is not the time to pick up a new exercise routine from scratch. You know, you can definitely get in the gym and have a great plan and feel comfortable and have a plan of action, but to just go into the gym as a complete noob and be like, fuck it, I'm going to fucking deadlift. I'm squatting and doing, you know, doing these compound movements. It's definitely not okay. I would suggest sticking to machines. Um, and I would say definitely to like stay off of things that are obviously going to be on your belly. So like at my gym, we only have um, the lying hamstring curl machine. So like when your belly is face down. So I've been doing just hamstring curls off the ball, um, like off the stability ball. So for me, um, you know, most doctors and like in every baby book you might read, it tells you to stay off of your back after like X amount of weeks, 20 something. I personally talked to my doctor about this as everyone should. I'm not here to give medical advice. However, I am just sharing, um, you know, the reason why they tell you to, stay off your back is because as the uterus gets bigger and as your baby gets heavier, when you're laying on your back, you can crush the vena cava, which is, um, an artery leading to your heart. So arteries are squishy veins are hard. So if you squish an artery, you're going to block that blood flow up to your heart, um, which in certain situations, if you're in that position way too long, like say that you're sleeping and you're on your back, you can wake up, you'll be clammy, you'll be cold sweats, um, you'll be not feeling good like you're going to pass out. My doctor has told me specifically, like if that were to ever happen to you, your body typically will wake you up or alert you like in that matter, right? It's telling you, hey, bitch, turn the fuck over. So when that happens, don't freak out. If it happens, turn over, get off of your back right away and preferably go on your left side. From what I've heard, left, like they kind of say left is best. Um, this is just because it kind of gives the most blood flow um, to the heart and to your baby. So I've been kind of conscious about that. However, like I'm still doing all exercises on my back. I am not doing anything though, like on the bench on my back. So like when I do chest press or something like that, or pec fly. I'm always at a dumb, like at an incline on the dumbbell benches. Um, this is just helpful because I can easily get into that position with tightening my core instead of breaking that core brace, trying to go on my back on a bench. However, when I get onto my back on the ground, I can get up and down comfortably. So if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, you can check me out at Des B. It's linked in the description box. And if you go through my highlight reel, you'll see that there is a baby part one and a baby part two highlight. There's also a highlight called form tips and tricks. Under those highlights, you can see what I mean by how to get up and how to get down. Um, this is something that's very overlooked by women, men, and especially pregnant women. We don't really notice how much we just sit and don't brace our core. I'm not saying you have to sit, you know, uppity in your chair, fucking shoulders rolled back all the time with your tight core braced. However, when we start to become more conscious of those movements, that's when we create better habits. So learning how to properly activate the core is key. And I've been working on that for 
probably like over a year. Um, and then obviously learned it just in time to literally get pregnant and, and now very much understand what that looks like for me and my body. So that's kind of like the, the physical side that I wanted to chat about my physical journey in fitness. I've definitely seen, um, muscle kind of like coming back a little bit, but also my fat mass is a little bit higher. So it's not like I look the same with the amount of muscle, but I can definitely tell that like my body is filling out in a really good way to where like, say I wasn't pregnant, I would definitely be quote unquote, like making gains. Like I'm definitely still working hard, hard in the gym. Um, and you know, my diet, I'm obviously probably in a surplus. <laughs> so, um, next I wanted to kind of dive into then the nutrition aspect. Cause again, I've gotten a lot of people wonder, you know, bitch, you're so healthy. Oh my God. You're probably eating fucking organic and this and that and the other. And I will tell you, I am far from that. Um, this summer has brought a lot of weddings, not a lot. We've had two, but that's like low key a lot for a month. You know what I mean? So during this time, like I've had a lot of weekends where I've gone to see my family um, they've come see me to where I've had a lot of like off weekends during the week. I don't track anything. Like I I've, I maybe tried, I tried to track at the beginning of my pregnancy just to kind of know where my macros and calories are. It just became way too overwhelming. I'm like, you know what? Who, who gives a fuck? I've done this for so many years. Like I know my body, um, I can estimate stuff and I feel comfortable doing that. So I stopped tracking, didn't give a shit, but I've had a lot of weekends of just like not caring at all. You know, like meaning my quality of food wasn't as good. Not necessarily that I'm like out here eating 3000 calories, 4000 calories a day, but just the quality of food maybe wasn't ideal. So I've definitely seen, you know, nutrition, um, be up and down some weeks I'll eat really clean. So to speak, I hate using that lingo, but you get it in some weeks. I just won't have a good week. So I really do try though, to stay conscious at least of my approximate caloric intake. Um, I'm not scanning shit in. I'm not tracking anything. Like I just try to be conscious of knowing what I'm eating and what I maybe would want later. So like I've really been on a kick of my moose tracks, frozen yogurt, ice cream by Kemp's. Oh, bitch. So good. So I know, Hey, if I'm going to have a 400 calorie bowl of ice cream, maybe I don't do Chipotle for lunch. Maybe I just do my chicken and fucking vegetables at home. And then I'll do my ice cream for dinner or, you know what I mean? Like I, I try to still think very balanced and this has helped me a lot in my nutritional journey because since I've been into fitness and nutrition, I've really only been in extremes. You know what I mean? I've, I went right into tracking macros in a deficit and then I've just continued to track, um, with different goals, you know, different body goals. So to just be kind of like mindful for the first time in my journey, it's really taught me a lot. Um, however, nutritionally, again, I'm, I'm not tracking anything. I, sometimes I think I should, you know, I'm like, fuck, you know, I probably should figure out where my fiber's at, where this is at, where that's at. But then the other times I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm pregnant for nine months and I know when I'm done being fucking pregnant and I have this baby out, I know that I'm going to diet a little, like I not diet specifically, but I know I'm going to find a better balance. Like maybe track just like three times a week or, um, you know, this or that. I know I want to breastfeed, so I'm still going to need the additional calories, um, of which is usually around 300 to 500. And that's even for pregnancy too. Like you, you don't need to eat for two honey. Um, but I do know that like, I want to take care of myself and I want to make sure that I'm not underfeeding myself. But to be honest, like I want to make sure I'm also not overfeeding, you know? So I, I really want to find a good balance. And I know that that will occur post baby. And I know that my motivation will be so high to get my baby weight off. Like, you know, just be that fucking hot ass mom. So for me to have this like nine month of just really enjoying pregnancy and for once in my life, not being so body focused and food focused, like I'm like, let me fucking live. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to enjoy it. So nutritionally, that's kind of where I've been. I've, I've gone on days where I eat nothing but fucking baby bop and Chipotle. And then I've gone on days where like Wyatt is kind of tracking his food and I just eat what he eats. So very much up and down. Um, I do really need to focus more on getting my greens in again, because I've had just kind of like a crazy week traveling. But I, I definitely think that it's important to have balance and to respect your body. Um, 
to to fuel your baby, but to also just know that like you're okay. Um, so that's kind of one thing. And again, that nutrition varies for everyone. If you're someone that's starting pregnancy and you're kind of overweight as is, um, it is important to keep that reeled in. Cause again, you don't, you don't want preeclampsia. You don't want preterm labor, gestational diabetes. So to keep that reeled in could be ideal, but that also doesn't mean you have to track everything to a T. Um, there's very much different ways to do it. Um, and if you guys ever have questions, um, you know, let me know. I've worked with a ton of postpartum clients as well as like currently pregnant clients. And we just approach the situation very much to them and what they need mentally and physically, um, as well as like what their doctors say and what their doctors clear. So from there, you know, nutritionally, like I said, I'm, I'm not perfect and I don't aim to be, um, this is just a beautiful time to be alive and to, again, you know, nourish this baby and grow it. Um, but I will say like one thing that's really been hard is my changing body. And I've talked about this a lot. Um, I had a body dysmorphia podcast a few weeks ago, which was really, really helpful for, I think a lot of you guys, I got a lot of feedback from that one. And I will say some days are just easier than others. And I feel like that comes with any, any, any fucking woman period, you know, some days are just easier than others. Um, it's, it's again, the one time in your life that you have no control over your body changing and what it does and how it, how it does it and how it carries it. And, you know, sometimes you'll get into the comparison game where you're like, well, shit, like I'm, I'm bigger than her at 27 weeks. Am, Am I eating too much or maybe not eating too much, but like, am I okay? Or like, do I look huge or, okay, well, like, but she's smaller than me and she's this and, you know, whatever. You fall into those games just naturally. And I think that's what social media does to anyone. But I think just remembering that, like, your body is doing something so amazing and how different everyone's body is, you know, and your body size, especially in pregnancy, has no relation to, like, what your baby is going to come out as. You know what I mean? Like, my sister she gained 60 pounds in pregnancy and her baby came out six pounds, two ounces. And then she went home five pounds, like 13 ounces. And since then has been like in the fifth percentile of weight. Um, she's getting bigger now. And again, everything was fine, but my sister gained quite a bit of weight and she's still like her baby still came out small. So, you know, just because you might be gaining a little bit more weight than normal, doesn't mean that like your baby's going to come out fucking 12 pounds, you know, it, it it has nothing to do with that. So as long as your growth of your baby is on track, um, that's all you can do. And again, like the medical professionals know what they're doing. You, you will be fine. Um, and again, that's something that I'm keeping in my mind too. Like, you know, if my baby ends up being too big, they're going to know how the fuck to get it out. And if the baby's fine, then I'm, they're also going to know how to get it out. So no matter what the baby's going to come out. Um, with that being said, birth. A lot of people have asked me about my birthing plan and what that looks like. I'm very much in between like what I want my birth plan to look like because I think like a water birth would be really fucking cool. And I think in a perfect world, I would love it. Like I think I would really love just sitting in a tub and giving birth. But then I think about like giving birth in water and like, I just don't know if it would almost give me like anxiety, like more anxiety, because I'm thinking of my baby coming out and immediately coming underwater. (laughs) And I know that that's natural. They know how to hold their breath. Um, but I just think like, oh my God, would that actually stress me out more? So really depending on how fast the baby comes, you know, I'm not sure. I have really looked into, I've looked into getting a doula, um, because I think that they're so much more intimate than a, than a midwife. They can kind of help you transition And the doulas that I found here could be very helpful. Um, They just kind of keep you calm. They're like another meditator in the room, someone unbiased and someone that can like really just help alleviate the situation and help your significant other or your family know how to support you better um, during the birthing process. However, with the COVID shit, and especially with my due date being in November, um, and there's supposed to be like the second wave of illness and the flu, just in general flu season, I just, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have the experience that I've really dreamed of. And by dreamed of, I mean, you know, my mom in the room, my sister in the room and my husband, um, I was in the room for my sister's birth 
And it was the best experience for me to have because I did not see her hoo-ha. I didn't want to. I was recording um, kind of a small birth video for her, but she just handled it like such a fucking champ. Like she literally alleviated my worries of having a kid. Like I know, bitch, I know it's going to fucking hurt. Um, And you know, if I need an epidural, if I say, get me the fucking epidural, get me the epidural. You know what I mean? If I have time for that, I, I don't give a fuck about going natural or not. Um, I really don't. Um, you know, there's so many people that have these thought processes and opinions on, you know, putting drugs in your body and the epidurals and blah, 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 blah. Have, have at it, baby. We're all allowed to believe in, in believe in, uh, different things. Not a big deal. I'm not here to shade anyone. Do your thing, do your own research. However, I will say medical professionals know what the fuck they're doing. And if they're shooting people off with epidurals all the time, hit me baby one more time as well. Um, so in that case, you know, my sister did have an epidural and she just made it look so effortless and she just crushed the birthing process. And so having that experience really boosted my confidence. Um, granted again, I know the pain is inevitable. However, we're made for this shit. Like it's so weird if you really sit back and you really think about pregnancy and all the things involved, the way that our bodies naturally adapt to pregnancy and how they naturally just, they fucking know how to grow a kid and how to feed an extra human in your body and how you literally have two heartbeats at once. Like you are literally a two person vehicle walking around. It's just quite amazing. If you really let yourself spiral into it, I would definitely not suggest to do it if you're high as shit, because it can make you feel crazy. Um, with that being said, you know, when a lot of people too have asked me, like if I smoked weed during pregnancy or like before, you know, I smoked weed a few times before and I was definitely at one point currently fucking pregnant while I was smoking weed. Um, and it was only one time, but I did also drink too. Um, again, not a lot, had a few mimosas, but I was drinking and I had smoked weed in the time that I was technically pregnant. Um, again, no repercussions. Um, everything is fine. Will I smoke again post kid? Yeah, like probably, um, as I feel comfortable as a parent, you know, however, if I'm, you know, breastfeeding and doing all that shit, obviously I'm not going to be negligent, like by any means. I, I don't need alcohol. I don't need weed. So like you could tell me you can never have that again. I'd be like, okay, like your point, like I, I don't care. So whatever I need to do to sacrifice, like for my kid, for its health, um, for breastfeeding, you know, whatever it is, like, I'm good with that. I will say I have been craving like a fucking like fruity drink. Like, I don't know what, what kind of cocktail, but I have been craving one. And it's funny cause I'm, I'm just not a drinker at all, but, um, it's funny how, you know, you get it taken away from you in pregnancy and you're like, wait, I kind of miss you. <laughs> I kind of miss you, even though I didn't miss you before. So, um, yeah, you know, with, with that being said, pregnancy in the second trimester has really been a hit, to be honest. I've, I've been the most productive I've been. I've started to really gain confidence. Um, I've gained confidence in my pregnancy period. You know, like I've, I've really just learned to take it day by day and to be so grateful for every time that I feel the baby kick or I just see my belly getting bigger, knowing that there's so many people out there that, that don't get to experience it. And, you know, it makes me so sad because a lot of times, you know, I feel so guilty um, when people are like, how long were you and Wyatt trying to have a baby? And I'm like, uh, like we weren't trying because there's so many people out there that try and try and try and have to go to, you know, fertility specialists and, um, you know, have to hear that they can't bear children, you know, et cetera. And so sometimes I feel so much guilt, um, for certain things like that, because it's like, damn, like I, I would never want to come across as like, oh yeah, like I'm just fucking, my body is working. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure you're like nodding your head like, dude, yeah, like I totally get it. But I just, I feel so hard for these people. Um, and I've just been like really active about like sending positive vibes and prayers over people's literal uteruses like that I know have been trying to conceive or have been trying to get their menstrual cycle back or whatever it might be. I've literally been praying over their uterus, like please, like, you know, start functioning, start working, God, do a magic miracle, you know, do your thing. Um, just because I, I do feel so much sympathy and I can only imagine. And again, like 
pregnancy can be taken away from anyone at any moment. Um, you know, no one's guaranteed to go full term. No one's guaranteed to have no issues. Um, doesn't matter how healthy you are, how in shape you are, this, that, the other, nothing's guaranteed. So just really being blessed by it every day has been a good mentality for me. However, again, that anxiety is still so real. You know, I notice myself laying in bed sometimes and just thinking about losing my baby, um, even after it's born, you know, I, I might even spiral into like thinking about SIDS, you know, sudden infant death syndrome and, um, just accidents, you know, I don't know. So it's still been a lot. And, um, it, again, you just have to figure out how you have to manage it yourself. And I think that speaking about it is very important, you know, disclosing your experiences to whoever's close to you, you know, your mom, your best friend, your husband, your boyfriend, your whatever, um, letting them know how you feel so that they can support you too. You know, pregnancy is pregnancy is not for the weak and it's not something that we should ever have to do alone. Um, again, wherever that support is coming from, you just should never be alone. It can be very taxing and so can postpartum. Um, and I'm very, I'm, I'm nervous a little bit for postpartum because again, you, you can have the best pregnancy and you can still have postpartum depression. Um, and, and it's scary. It's scary because again, it's something that you cannot choose. You don't choose to not love your baby. You don't choose to have postpartum depression and you don't choose to want to isolate yourself and withdraw. It just happens to some people and it's very real and it's very serious. And so, um, trying not to overthink those things right now is, is kind of the key for me. You know, I just want to really keep enjoying where I'm at. And again, knowing when I need to mentally take a break, knowing when I need to take a step back or whatever it might be for me. Um, so I hope that that helped you guys a little bit. And again, you know, things are going to continue to happen. Things are going to continue to change, um, especially in the body. And oh, one thing forgot, speaking of body, my boobs. A lot of people ask me about my fake boobs. Number one, I can totally still breastfeed. Number two, my boobs have grown, um, but not to a point where like, I think they're going to be like saggy after, you know, I still have fake titties. They're still going to sit pretty, you know what I mean? Um, and I've also experienced just a little bit of stretch marks on my boobs, hundred percent. Um, I've been using stretch mark oil every morning and every night on my inner thighs, my ass, my belly, and my boobs. Um, this has just been good because it keeps your skin moisturized and where a lot of people seem to get stretch marks is yes, stretching in the skin, hundred percent. Obviously it's stretching at a rate it never has before, but when you itch those areas, that's also when it comes to do it, um, to get stretch marks. So if you're feeling dehydrated, make sure you're staying up on your water. If you're feeling itchy, make sure you're moisturizing as well. Hydration plays into a major key in terms of your skin too. So you want to make sure that you're doing that. Um, and before I forget last one too, skincare, I've still stuck with all of my Tula. Um, this has been super key for my skin, just being able to use some of the acne products. Um, but also as you guys know, make sure that you do what is cleared by with your doctor. Um, I've had a great skincare recovery ever since kind of like my, my baby acne. Um, and it was super duper helpful. Tula, you can use my code DESB for 15% off as always. Um, and I'll put that in the description box. Um, and then the last thing, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm like wrapping up and I remember all these things. Um, this is why I should probably have a fucking script, but, um, supplements. A lot of people have asked me, do you use pre-workout? Do you do energy drinks? Do you do this? Do you do that? All the supplements I'm taking are still Alani Nutrition. And again, you can use code DESB for free shipping over $50, or you can use the link in the description box to just support me under any purchase. This just like kind of shows that you referred me. With supplements, I have done a few energy drinks, not a full can because it is 200 milligrams of caffeine. And that's kind of like your max per day you're supposed to have pregnant. So if I do it, I just take a few sips. It's nothing like crazy, but I just really miss the taste in the carbonation. With my daily supplements, pretty much I've only been taking my prenatals from them, my omega, like fish oil from them, and my probiotic from them. Um, I've had a terrible aversion to my greens drink, which is really sad because I would love to be taking it, but it just like thinking about the texture and the taste just makes me want to throw up, even though I've taken it for like two years. <laughs> so for now that's on hold. Um, so is like balance, you know, I'm, I'm putting that on hold from taking it and everything 
else. I just am really trying to get naturally from my diet as I can. Try not to supplement too, too much. Um, but taking my probiotic and keeping up with that has really helped with my digestion 100%. So again, you can use my code, um, scoop up some Milani. And again, if you're not pregnant, then get whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> but if you're pregnant, just please make sure that you're, again, clearing whatever you might want with your doctor. And again, if they say, yeah, go for it, then go ahead and order and just don't forget my code. <laughs> so I hope that this, again, for the final time, helped you guys in some way or even just, you know, listening to my journey and understanding that not every day is great and behind every cute bump pick is sometimes still a shitty body image day um, or a day full of anxiety or something like that. So Every pregnancy has its own ups and downs, its own experiences, and some people fucking hate it straight up. I've heard people tell me I hated pregnancy. Um, so everyone to each their own, you know, it's still a beautiful thing though and such a blessing to have um, and to experience, you know, babies are beautiful. I can't wait to meet mine. So again, 27 weeks, we're wrapping up second trimester here, pretty close. Um, and the next one, the next podcast I do is kind of like, getting ready for delivery, um, or just maybe like small conversations in between that leak into other podcasts. But the next one I'll really, really do, um, will kind of be a legit baby Q and a, hopefully you guys can come with some good questions and some good heat. So to wrap it up, make sure you wrap it up if you don't want a fucking baby yet. Um, but just make sure that you guys, again, share this podcast with someone, share it on your story. Let me know if it helped you. Again, this is a little bit more bland podcast. I get it. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm documenting this, not just for people to reference in the future, but also because it's so easy to look on social media and just be like, oh, wow, like she's fucking thriving. And to know what's really going on in the background, um, you know, it doesn't always have to be disclosed on social media, but I just want to make sure I'm sharing it with you guys here. So make sure you rate and review this podcast, share it. I would say thumb it up, but you can't really do that. So if you're on Spotify, just share it with someone, please um, post it to your Instagram throughout the week as you guys are listening, or even if you're like in a totally different month and you're just listening now, still post it. I'd love to know that you guys are listening and taking something from this podcast, but Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for supporting me and my baby during this journey by using my codes, using my links, all of this. I've been able to set aside money for my nursery, um, as well as just him in general. The first year, you know, buying a fuck ton of diapers and wipes and all this. I have a little um, kind of like sugar savings <laughs> set aside. And a lot of that is coming from you guys using my codes um, and being able to be affiliated with companies that I love. So thank you guys again. Happy motherfucking Sunday from your favorite mama. <laughs>